What's up, everybody? It's the Bear Claw coming to you once again, off-season style. We are going to have a series during the off-season trying to answer the most important question every on every Bears fan mind. Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams. And as always, I'm joined by my great co-host, GQ. What's happening, boy? How you feeling? And we've got some guests today, special guests. Leading our, helping us to answer this question of this episode, we got Nephew from We're Talking Bears Pod. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Appreciate y'all having me on today. You know it, man. One of my oldest homies, man. One of my oldest homies. Nephew gone. He's got all the opinions on this. That's why he's here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also, coming from who's going to be leading up our Chicago White Sox coverage this season on the Frustrated Chicago Sports Fans YouTube channel, we got my boy Harry. Harry. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Always cheerful. Always cheerful until the baseball season starts. Harry, before we even get started, I want to congratulate you. You are a Michigan Wolverine fan. Go blue. Yeah, man. You know, it's been a long time. What? Nine since 97 was the last time you all got that national championship. Woodson. It's been a while since Woodson. Man. Tom Brady. Well, he was there, right? Baby Brady was on that team. Yeah, baby Brady. He was uh he was backing up though. So I know you're at a, you're on a high right now, and you've got a lot of opinions on college football. I'm sure you you followed it all the way through. Um, and I know you have some opinions for your Big Ten rivals. <laughs> but we don't uh, we don't have to start there. We're gonna make this. We're gonna start with the uh, the the college football segment. Last year's Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams. Your quarterback for your Michigan Wolverines, J.J. McCarthy. He was also in the Heisman race for the majority of the season. How do you feel about them as pro quarterback uh, prospects? I, I, I don't feel J.J. McCarthy is even comparable because J.J. McCarthy is a consolidation prize as far as a pro prospect compared to Caleb Williams. He'll most likely be the sixth or even seventh quarterback taken, but because we're in an era where for some odd reason, QB, like six QBs are getting taken the first round, he just might make it in the first round. But most draft years, J.J. McCarthy probably goes third or fourth round because he, he's still raw. He's very experimental. Um, he's somebody who needs a lot of time in the pocket, which Michigan gives because we've got some monsters up front on both sides of the trenches. And so because of that, I, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but he gets all day. There was a point in that championship game where I literally counted to eight and he still had time to throw. It's just hard to get through him to that line. When you get to the NFL, especially if you're a high pick, as y'all know, you don't get that help. You don't get the O-line. You don't get the top wideouts. You don't get the top tight end. So it's going to be a super adjustment um, just off what I've seen from him. I can see him being a career backup like a A.J. McCarron, who also went through a similar situation at uh, Bama, where he had the best of everything. And then he got to the NFL. It's kind of like a culture shock. They, they, the strong arm is what keeps you in the league, especially if you're a backup. 
But outside of that, if he can't do anything else, I think they kind of let that go. JJ doesn't have a strong arm, but he's pretty accurate. I can see uh, I can see him being a what if Brock Purdy didn't go to San Fran? How would he really look? That's kind of what I feel with uh, JJ. Harry, I got one question. If you got a projected to be the sixth or seventh quarterback taken, and you still think he's going to go in the first round, that means he'll be taken towards the end of the first round. So he probably would be on a stronger team. Though. Does that change the way you feel he, he would project in the NFL? Because if, he um, a, if he's at the end of the first round, he'll be at one of the better teams then. You know what? The, the issue and the unique thing about J.J. is he's in a unique situation where his, co- his coach might go to the NFL. I could see Harbaugh taking a chance on J.J. just because he's familiar with him. Let's say Harbaugh does go to the NFL. He goes to the Chargers or he goes to the Raiders, which I'm leaning more Raiders. I could see him saying, hey, I'm familiar with J.J. I like what J.J. does. Let's take him on. And then they can still draft a quarterback next year or in the sixth round because I don't think J.J. will have too many chances to prove he's a starter in the NFL. Um, then, uh, yeah, I, I just feel Raiders are a great fit just because of their system. Uh, Tom Brady, part owner of the Raiders, if you guys didn't know that already. And then I feel like that's that's the well, big Michigan Wolverine. Facts. So a lot of Michigan Wolverine connections for the Raiders. And mm. I, I think JJ is going to be a, I, I don't know what to call it, a relationship draft pick. He'll, he'll go, he'll go a little bit high off the relationships he has. If Harbaugh. Leaves no networking. Okay. Yep. Obviously at the top of the draft board as of right now, for at least for the last 12 months, you got Caleb Williams, uh, 2022 season Heisman. Where do you see, where do you see his projection as a, NFL quarterback. The way they talk about him, top 10 coming in. Hold on, Harry, you, where do you project him? Not, not what they, we want, we want to know your opinion. I want your opinion. If he, if he's going to be a bear. I brought you on the show. I didn't bring them on the show. If he's going to be a bear, top 10. Talk to me about top, top 10 quarterback in the league. Absolutely. That's how rookie high year. Was. Rookie year. Rookie year. CJ Stroud. Year, I like that. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud had an awesome rookie year, an incredible rookie year. And we don't even you, have you, an offensive coordinator yet. That's how confident I am. Wow. Jump into this, nephew. Um, one question: Can you where where do you rank Justin Fields in the top thirty NFL quarterbacks right now? After three seasons in the league, um, mm, you know what? I, I give them just out of the just at the bottom of the top ten, or just out of that. Um, I think Justin Fields is a lot better than what we get to see from him on the Bears. Uh, largely, I think, due to our um, offensive coordinator that we just got out of town. Um, I don't think that they've pretty much been playing to his strengths. I don't think we've been utilizing him, and not only him, but a few players on the Bears, but namely Justin Fields. I don't think that we've been playing to his strengths and um, using his his uh, skills and abilities. I think if we're to bring Caleb Williams to the Bears teams that Justin Fields has played on, he would look awful. And I don't think he would be the guy that everybody expects him to be um, with little to no protection, with little to no receivers open down the field most of the time. Now, the knock on Justin is that he holds the ball too long. But to be honest with you, I don't see Caleb Williams making the plays that Justin makes when he holds on to the ball too long and he, and he makes magic happen. 
I don't see Caleb Williams uh, having the ability to make some of the plays Justin has made. So there's a give and take on, on that side. But no, I don't think um, I think Justin Fields is an exceptional player. I just think we haven't been able to see um, his true abilities yet and for him to be able to shine yet on the Chicago Bears. But I think we're trending in the right direction. I think if we go into this draft um, thinking that he's our number one guy and we build around him, um, we got a chance to make our wide receiver room much better, upgrade there. And um, we need to protect them. We, there's other areas we can focus on that I think will in, inherently make Justin Fields a better quarterback. In the we must protect Justin. I like that. So my I answer is my top 10, lower side of the top 10 or just outside of that? Top 12, maybe. Okay. I was going to say, here's my thing about that statement. that I, I do like his enthusiasm on Fields and the future outlook of the Bears, but he, he's talking mad and he ain't talking real life. How, how many – Separate years have we said if we just fix the whole line, oh, it's gonna be great next year. Every single year the Bears have been in existence. What, what's gonna happen is we're gonna go in the draft. Just let's ignore the first round. We're gonna take some second round tackle, maybe a center, and the line's still gonna be the same. The line's not gonna improve, whether it's because of the line the first goes, round, whatever it is. And even if the line improves, the thing about the holding the ball the longest that you have to be protected enough to hold the ball the longest. So I don't think there's an issue with the line enough to stunt Justin's growth. I just don't think he's that great at what we need. Um, I think what separates him, just specifically from Caleb, no one else, I've seen a lot of um, offense with, um, ah, I forget the coach's name, USC. I don't know why. Lincoln I like. Yeah, I've seen Lincoln offense Lincoln. with Lincoln Riley. He does a lot of quick outs. So Caleb is used to quick outs. One, two, throw. One, two, throw. Can I interject something, Harry? Harry, uh, sure. one of the criticisms on uh, Caleb Williams is that he doesn't play on time and that uh, he has a tendency to hold on to the ball too long, too. I think Caleb Williams does hold on to the ball a little bit, but I think when he holds on to the ball, uh, his eyes stay downfield and a lot of it's to extend the pocket. With Justin, I've seen more. He, he holds on to the ball, and then it's either – Run, pass. There's no in between. With Caleb, it seems like hold on as long as possible to throw it. So you're extending. I like to something at the quarterback. There's only two options: run or pass. True, but but, but I feel like Caleb is looking more to pass as much as possible until he runs. Until he even thinks about running. He's ran before. There's highlights of him running. But when you look at those I highlights, can. but when you look at those highlights compared to his total stats, you look at Justin's running stats. His running stats are like a thousand yards rushing. All the rushing highlights you see for Caleb, it's only like 300 yards. That's Patrick Mahomes stuff. He's not an actual running QB. He's a passing okay. QB, but they like showing his 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 athleticism on highlights, but he doesn't actually run as much as people think. I, I've seen him throw – every throw that you see a top QB like Aaron Rodgers throws from the over-the-shoulder throw, we never see Justin throw. I remember there was a – who do we play? Was it the – I think it was the Lions – there's one play where DJ was a one-on-one with, I think it was the Lions because I remember Gray Jersey's a cornerback. And it was a perfect, even the announcers are calling it out. It's a perfect over-the-shoulder throw to DJ. Easy touchdown. The entire left side is open. Because of Justin's limitations, he threw a jump ball. DJ's like six feet. Why are you throwing jump balls to six-foot wide receivers? But that's something he does consistently with Colton. more. He lacks the ability to throw certain throws, so he has to overcompensate by doing – unnecessary stuff like a jump ball to a six foot wide receiver. Maybe that's why they brought in uh what's his face that we sent to Miami? 
Uh, Chase Claypool. Claypool. Right, Claypool. Because they're like, all right, Justin clearly needs a taller wide receiver to throw to. But I don't know if it was lack of Claypool's skill set or inability to kind of get where Justin needs him to, or Justin just has this over-focus on the number one wide receiver. But you could complain that's a Getsy issue, but end of the day, it's on Justin to execute. No matter what the okay. playbook is, no matter how complicated the play is, no matter how stupid he has to throw seven screens, you should be in practice saying, hey, I'm capable of just more than just throwing seven screens. Coach, what are we doing? So the coaching staff I, wasn't confident in Justin's arming up to say. I had, I had one question for Harry, too, uh, regarding Justin Fields' limitations. When you say his limitations, um, is it arm talent? Is it accuracy? Is it? arm strength what are the limitations that prevented justin from making that is it i think he's got a, i think he's got a strong arm i just don't think okay. he's whatever i don't i don't know what the best level of polish is because again i'm not comparing him to any other qbs if caleb's gone and now we have to take drake may or jane daniels i don't want them i'd rather keep justin but compared to caleb compared to caleb williams only specifically i think he has better footwork I also think he has better timing. He, he's be- got better timing with the second wide receiver, the third wide receiver, the fourth wide receiver. When Justin isn't throwing the DJ more, all of a sudden it's a bunch of high lobs and just missed time throws too consistently to the point where you're asking, do they even practice together? Because Justin wow. saw these late throws the DJ to, to Mooney and everyone's like, everyone's blaming Mooney how he should have caught that. But even Mooney's looking like, hey, I don't think that was the play. But sometimes when he just drops stupid balls, but I don't count Hail Marys against him like the fan base does. Why Why aren't you catching Hail Mar- Marys, Mooney? What's What's going on? I thought you had hands. You can't catch a 100-yard pass? What's, what's wrong with you? I think Justin has great arm strength. I think he's probably the best athlete Bears have ever drafted. But as far as a QB, I don't think he's that great a QB right now. And, you know, he could blow, he could blow us away next season, be in the lab all offseason, and kill it. But for what we're seeing right now, what we've seen last three years, how he's consistently in the bottom seven of every other pass stat total and per, I don't see the point of moving forward with Justin right now. That is that is a scathing. You you said you said a mouthful. It is a lot. lot It is a lot. Nephew. Yeah, man. You the Um, last thing you the last thing you said was Justin Fields is. Just right out, he's on the cusp of being a top ten, top ten quarterback. Came right behind you and undercut everything you said. I don't like. I don't appreciate how he did that. My Justin Fields it's borderline disrespectful. I, I feel that way. I feel that way. And I'm not going to lie. Was, I didn't see a lot of these jump balls to DJ. Now sometimes I'm not going to lie. I mean, quarterbacks miss passes. Justin is not. He misses passes sometimes. But Taylor I, Williams does not miss passes. Does he, Harry? I'll say this. I actually like Justin Fields' completion percentage, his little two-yard passes. No. Okay. Look, my thing is we just missed the playoffs this year in games we could have won with Justin Fields playing how he's been playing, which was doubly better than where we were last year. We added DJ Moore. Mooney was our number one receiver. You see the connect. DJ Moore set records with with, uh, Justin Fields. A, who he thinks is a bad quarterback. We we get all this criticism. Justin Fields gets all this slack. But DJ Moore is setting records, right? Meanwhile, when I see Justin, you talk about Justin running the ball a 1,000 yards. I've seen Justin turn a sack into a 15-yard first down. 
So we're not just talking about somebody who's running the ball. We're talking about somebody who's turning sacks into first downs and, and picking up yards that way. It's not like he's just out there running every play. Some plays, the lineman is in his lap on the snap. The, the, the center can't snap the ball half the time. These are things that are obvious um, uh, things that your teammates have to do correctly. You can't snap. The, I can't be grabbing the ball over my head on the snap, and then you're gonna tell me my I missed. I missed the play. I missed time to play. Shout that's, out Cody White now. That's 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 a, that's a team <laughs> thing. That's a team thing, and that's why I said we. My thing is just this. I'm not saying I'm not knocking Caleb Williams, right? Because we every year there's a quarterback or quarterbacks that come out and they're saying, "Oh, this guy's gonna be the next this," and usually they're not. So whatever. He may be one of the exceptions, right? But what I'm saying is this: nobody can throw a ball with a man hanging on their arm. Nobody is going to be able to be successful without their team around them also doing their jobs as well. We haven't given Justin an opportunity to see how well he can be with his team around him. You're literally criticizing Justin Fields while acknowledging that he has a bad offensive line around him, which to me is kind of unfair for him. You get what I'm saying? Especially when, meanwhile, with that bad offensive line, because they can't hold up long enough and haven't held up long enough, he's setting rushing records. I don't think that's a coincidence that he didn't come out planning to run the ball for these yards. The team is is letting him down and he's picking it up in these ways. I don't think that's something you're going to be able to get from Caleb Williams. And I'll hold like you're saying, and not sorry, sorry for interrupting. You're saying he's getting rushing yards because the line is bad, but the line's good enough for him to get those rushing yards. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is Justin Fields isn't coming out looking to set rushing records. I don't think he was doing it last year, but that's what's working for him. He's, that's something that he can do when the line isn't holding up for him to pass. When he's dropping back to pass, no one's open. They're, set, they're in his lap in, in the first two seconds. You get what I'm saying? So if he holds the ball long and they're not holding up, even as long as he uh, a quick passing quarterback, somebody who gets the ball out quick, they probably wouldn't hold up for that. Most of the time, I don't seen plays where the guys passed him on the snap. Good damn, they intercept the snap. This is this is how the line is looked. All I'm saying is that Justin Fields has turned plays into positive yards when the line breaks down. We had look, we was able to run the ball sometimes. Then you look up and we're not able to run the ball. These are things we need to work on as a team. There's no reason that some days we can run, some days we can't run. Some days they block right, some days they don't. We can't get consistent long enough for Justin Fields to know what to expect. I want to be able to see him sit back and pass the ball to these guys. You spoke about Mooney. I don't know where Mooney was all season. It looks like the coach schemed Mooney right out of the offense because I didn't see Mooney doing things that Mooney does well. Yeah, he throws the ball to him at times, but we know what Mooney does well. He's not even running the routes that he ran in seasons before where he was the number one receiver, things that we know he's, he's been good at. So I think is I think with changing the offensive coordinator and bringing in some protection, work on some of the things that can help the guys that you do have be better. If you tell me he's the most athletic player the Bears have ever drafted, why not give him some things to enhance those qualities that he has before going to say, oh, we want to bring in another guy and then trying to figure out how you're going to protect him. You didn't protect Justin with. So you still have to worry about that part. And so that's why, to me, the continuity makes more sense. I feel like him and DJ have a great relationship. I feel like if we just keep building off what's been working, we've done better this year than the previous year. Yeah, we we, we fumbled. We should have made the playoffs. We dropped some games. But 
I feel like by changing culture, we should continue to move that needle. By fixing the guys around fields, we should continue to move that needle forward. You both have made a good, have made an interesting point about the offense and its former coach, Vic Mackey. I'm, I'm, I'm my bad, Luke Getzey. He, uh, <laughs> Harry, you said that Justin might have been out there not doing the plays as scripted. And nephew, you just flat out called it called it trash. Um, is this a is this a situation where two things can be can both be true? Or um, I mean, I think they can both be true. But one end of the day, an OC is just a set of plays. He is not the guy on the field executing. If you're telling me no plays are working, everything sucks. Every game should end with zero yards. End of the day, zero? Justin has Justin has to execute. And like how he was saying um, how guys aren't getting open. I mean, he's probably right, but this is the NFL. Nobody gets open. You throw people open. If, if you're if you're trying to sit there and wait for someone to get open, go back to college where you had – He may, did he have Marvin Harrison? I know he had Olave. He had wide receivers that had 10 he feet of Marvin separation. Harrison, no. uh, well, whoever he had. He had, he had wide receivers that had 10 feet of separation from their cornerbacks. NFL, all these all these DBs are faster than the wide receivers. They're not going to get open. The whole point is to scheme the de- scheme the defense. Wait, the DBs enough. are faster than the wide receivers. All of them? Mm, enough of them. I don't know, but the whole point of it. So do you have, do you, do you have any proof to, to back up some of these claims you make <laughs> about these 10, 10 feet of separation at? Oh, man, 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 man. Well, I mean, I mean, can we upload highlights? I do. Can I send a YouTube link? Because Olave is pretty fast. And he don't look, he don't he, he don't look like he's getting that much separation in the NFL like he was in college. No, I will I will I will back Harry here. The 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 amount of separation you get in college versus what you get in the oh, pros no, I, I don't is va- is vastly vastly small. You probably get maybe three yards on a good day from for a receiver against his uh his main cornerback. But to his point, you are right. You have to do a lot of scheming open because you just can't rely on the the wide receivers natural ability to, you know, uh, route somebody up and get themselves open. You gotta, you gotta be a little more inventive. So nephew, and oh, yeah. I'm sure you agree with that part, right? So, cause I mean, Absolutely. we all, I think we all in unison agree that that offense just wasn't working, but I think Harry's by himself is saying that the offense was broken, but at some point that the, responsibility has to fall on the guys that's supposed to be running the plays, not so much calling the plays. Right. And I can give you that, but Justin Fields is the quarterback. He's passing the ball. And I'm I, I don't agree with the, the receivers not getting separation. If you watch that game that we just played against the Cheeseheads, they were open. Their guys was open. Our guys was not open. They guys was open. I'm not gonna you can't tell me that they didn't have more separation off the plays that they designed and that they ran, they had more receivers open. Uh, Jordan Love made some good mm-hmm. passes, but he wasn't threading the needle into – he wasn't – it wasn't you and me standing next to I each see. other and he's throwing it to me. Yeah. That's not what's happening. These guys are literally coming open, and it's not three feet of space. It's, they're open. They're coming open enough for him to get the ball to him. So to, to fair, I got to disagree with that for you to say that awesome. all the receivers – don't get open. I don't agree with that at all. I cannot agree with that. The Bears receivers well, don't get open. So are, are, so are we saying no, no, so are we saying Moore is the only three. person who we recognize this season as a Bears receiver? I can't even tell you what stats those other guys put up this year. 
Tanya's so, dropping balls. So, so we're saying more is the only wide receiver that knows how to get open. Credit when he that's, throws that's the crazy. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Oh, I said, are we saying then Moore is the only DJ is the only wide receiver that knows how to get open? Because that's crazy if we're just putting it on the wide receivers just aren't getting open for Justin. I, I think Justin's great in soft zones, but I think he struggles in man to man knowing. But, well, you know, let me start over. What put me on Caleb originally before anything else, before I knew we were going to get him before I thought he was going to go out last year. It was uh, it was. Joe Clatt. Yeah. It was Joe Clatt. Yeah. That other the, the, that other guy on um Colin Coward show. He's got a podcast, and he showed how Caleb is great at throwing to spots, and he and he always showed how Caleb runs doesn't doesn't just run a timed offense, but he's great at improvising throwing the spots. When the plays break down for Justin, he seems to just kind of wing it or just see who's open deep, and he's not that great at throwing the man. He can kill a zone, especially with DJ Moore. But if the plays break down, he doesn't necessarily have the ability to progress and read. Actually, well. here, I, I, I got I got to stop you there. Justin, well, I'm, I'm just going. I'm just going off what they show. When 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 the play when the play breaks down, when he gets out the pocket, that's when he's at his most dangerous. I, I feel like that's when he starts. When he, that's when he runs in the pocket. I could make an argument. He's not confident enough in his arm to improvise when the play breaks down, which is why he runs. I don't think Luke Getzey's going, hey, if everything breaks down, just run run for a first down and run for a touchdown. I think that's just I think impro- Harry, I, th- I think impro- imp- imp- improvising is one of Justin Fields' strength. I think if you were to criticize Justin, it would be inside the pocket. I'd argue no. Caleb is better at improvising than Justin because Caleb looks to throw to spots versus running. For a thousand yards and getting that TD, and then to uh, to, to nephew's point on offensive coordinator, the the only issue I have with the offensive coordinator, it's been twenty six years. We've only had one, maybe two, but I think the record's one offensive coordinator last past like what is it one or two seasons? And Rod Turner, that's it. So any offensive coordinator we bring, either he's going to be so good that other teams are going to take him from us. Or he's going to be so bad that he's gone in a year or two anyway. We've I don't had, think we've ever had to worry about anything on our offense being taken from us. No, no, no that, that's what I'm getting to. We've had 26 <laughs> offensive coordinators in 13 years. If you're telling me yeah. there's this magical offensive coordinator that's going to come in, that's going to make Justin Fields get at least middle of the road in all these passing stats and, and kill and all this stuff, what's the point if he's going to leave in a season or two anyway because I'm going off the Bears' history, not the Bears' future. So even if this magical, <laughs> even if this magical, right, Negro, <laughs> this magical Negro exists, he won't be here for long, and then we're back to regular Justin that we have now. I just don't see the point in, in ah, we need this perfect OC that most likely won't be here that long enough for Justin to do much with. And, and then, like most QBs, go through a new coordinator every season, from Baker Mayfield to Justin Herbert. It's not a Fields-only thing. So if we're hoping there's some offensive coordinator that's going to come here and say, you know what, we're brothers for life. I'm not leaving nowhere. That's, that, that shit ain't going to happen. Like, what what are we doing? Let's get Caleb. This is another, the second time. Two things are right at the same time. Q, Justin does improvise a lot when the play, players break it down. He, it may also be true that his, improvis, his willingness to improvise comes a little early. And he really just bailed himself out with his with his uh, 
athletic ability. Well, while also, I definitely agree with that. While also, Caleb, you all, you all have all heard this um, comparison. He's supposed to be Pat Mahomes' light. What does Pat Mahomes do? Great, improvise. He is he gets he moves around, moves the pocket, gets out of the pocket, is able to keep his eyes down the down the uh, down the field, and his receivers. This is the key. His receivers know how to do a broken broken uh, pocket drill. They know how to move around, come back to the ball, and it just it makes it makes magic. I, I think, think both of those of quarterbacks. Go ahead. I think both of those quarterbacks have mm-hmm. that ability. We saw. I mean, if you watch Caleb in his Heisman season, yeah, they're, they're, they're both, both great. great. I, yeah. One of the things I've seen Caleb do while improvising is he is really accurate on the move. I think Justin is very accurate on the move too. We've seen him um, get out the pocket and, and throw some some darts down the field. Uh, he's had a couple where he's escaped the pocket and thrown touchdowns and commit in the red zone. Caleb has a has a really soft touch um, when he gets out the pocket, a really strong arm. Uh, yeah, I, I'll agree with Harry that he, he keeps it. He keeps his eyes downfield and his improvisation, improvisational skills. They're, they're elite, at least at the college level. Do I think that I think they can translate to the NFL, but uh, throwing on the run, he is extremely accurate though. I made mean, up uh, translating that to the NFL. I mean, he, he, it, 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 it does like it would be elite at the NFL level. I wanted to ask Harry a question. Sure. Since you since you're Caleb Williams over Justin Fields, what let's just consider you insert Caleb Williams for Justin Fields this past season. What is the difference? Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I mean, oh, where where can I start? Um, the difference is we probably get more passing yards, uh, more touchdowns. Who knows if Chase Claypool is used more, which I think when you have a QB that OCs are like because you know that that's a thing that happened in midseason. Uh, I, I don't remember the details. There was a press conference where the news just asked Justin why is he struggling with the offense, and Justin didn't mean to say it's because of the OC. And I think the issue with Getsy, like a lot of OCs, he's not a hey we're gonna play to your strengths. He's a we got to run this my way or the highway. And I think Justin's issue was he couldn't move out the pocket. And I think this is just now this next part, just me assuming I think Getsy's big thing was he wanted to keep Justin in the pocket because the last two years were injury prone for Justin. We keep him in the pocket, keep him throwing. He doesn't run as much and he gets more yards because end of the day, as much as we like the highlights of Justin running, we like his rushing stats. It takes four games to get 400 yards rushing versus just one game throwing for 400 yards. You score faster throwing. You do more throwing the ball. And I think that was Getsy's original goal. But something happened midseason where now we're seeing um, stupid stuff. He he kind of remixed for Tyler Badgett. All of a sudden, they're running similar plays. People noticed the difference before Justin got hurt, the plays he was running versus the plays Tyler Badgett was running. Then Justin comes back, and it's damn near like nothing changed from the Tyler Badgett version of the playbook they had now we're throwing seven screens. We're doing all these weird mid passes that we weren't doing before he got hurt. And I think there was an adjustment there that, that, that it gets, he tried to work with Justin and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. He's catching those additional touchdown passes. But I, I don't, I don't think you answered the question. He asked what would be the difference between 
if if you swap Caleb out for Justin, what would be the difference in the offense, or maybe for the entire outlook for the team this past season? Right. Uh, I think there'd just be more air yard. There'd be more scoring. We'd have more air yards for our running backs. I, I doubt it would be as much focus as Komet. I do think Mooney and Moore would would be a big focus. I think we'd know how to use Claypool better. I, I don't think the offense that we ran with Justin is enough to support two wide receivers, let alone three. But because from what Kayla's running now, he airs it out so much, I'm confident that a, Mo- that a Mooney would have close to 900 yards. Maybe Claypool would have had his 700 yards because it's not like he just forgot how to play um, football when he got to the Bears. I, I got to stop you right there. I got to cut you off here. I got to cut you off. I got, I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off. He did not want to play football. I, I don't care if he forgot or not. He did not want to play. That that is that is that was what Chase was doing. I got I got to stop you right that. there. But but let, hey, if I'm Harry, we're gonna reach. Harry, I like to interject two things. Play for the Bears because he sees the third wide receiver isn't getting any attention. Like yo, what am I doing here? I'm getting cardio. This dude Justin only throws to DJ Moore. So, so hey, get me out of here. And then he started. I, I think he tried to get traded on purpose, right? He was making all types of random statements, right? And they had to like bench him because he was he was irritated. What did what did he say in the press conference? Well, well how's he doing? How's he doing in Miami, Harry? How is how is he, the Chase Claypool thing doing? He's Miami? not even getting tick. They they don't need. He's them. on special teams. That's what. Look look, Miami's about tiny, fast wide receivers. They, they don't know what to do with nobody over six four. Like who is this guy? He's too tall. Nephew. Miami don't. Miami don't like. He. I tried to get him to answer your question, Neff. I think. Proceed. I think Mooney has more yards. Um, I actually think DJ does better with Caleb Williams. Uh, I don't know if Cole Komet does better because I don't see so many. Uh, DJ does better with Caleb. You said what? DJ does even better with Caleb. Absolutely. Um, okay. From what I seen, Caleb doesn't really throw to the flats. He's not. He's not a guy that looks to the tight ends or running backs that much. Um, Justin, I think they were trying to make him throw to the flats more, but he seems just more tight end focused than the entire flats. But I think. There's more focus on the wide receivers because when you have Caleb, now you can run more three and four wide receiver sets. I think with Justin, it was, from what I've seen, a lot of two wide receiver sets. And you could argue because Vilas Jones has no hands. So no. he's a waste of time. They were, they were still in a lot of 11 personnel. All right. Uh, nephew, I want you to answer this, your own question, because it was, we're going to waste we gonna love, <laughs> a lot of time trying to get it out of Harry. I, I want I want you to answer this question. Who would have been better in this? I want and this part is key because I was waiting for Harry to, to stumble upon this in the Luke Getty office. Who would have been better, Caleb or Justin? We already saw Justin, but would Caleb have done any better? I don't I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not. Sure. I'm not fond of Luke Getzey's offense. I don't know. I just no didn't see. I just didn't see where we were able to take <laughs> advantage of our our our, um, our strengths against other teams. Um, Justin, it was some games, but like I said, man, Justin would look good one day. We how many points did we score against the Falcons to come back and we look like a totally different team against Green Bay? So I don't know exactly what was going. I on. I think that's because Green Bay still has uh, Getty's playbook and he hasn't adjusted it. That that's, that's got to be it. Green Bay, Green Bay's not a good defense, but every time they play <laughs> the Bears under under Getty, they they're elite. Yeah. 
And look, I'm not yeah, gonna lie. I'm not. I'm I'm big on Justin Fields. I want to keep Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields, but I'm a Bears fan, right? If you were to tell me right now that you were sure Caleb Williams was gonna be the better quarterback than Justin, I would want Caleb Williams. I'm not just saying this because I'm I'm just a Justin Fields. Like let's just stick with this guy. I want the Bears to be a good team. You get what I'm saying? And I just feel like. Justin Fields is the guy we need. I've, we've seen him do some great things, and I just feel like if you keep working on the things that work, if you keep doing the things that work for you, it will work for you. But our team is like, man, I, sometimes I'm not gonna, I couldn't tell what was going on. I saw Herbert running the ball the, the last game when I felt like we should have been giving it to Roshan. And it's like, I can't tell sometimes why they do what they do, why we call on who we call on, why we run the plays we run. And then just for you, Harry, I wanted to say this. Whenever Justin makes great plays and the other teammates drop the ball, we never come back and be like, you know what? But Justin did. We would have won had they, because there was some times when guys just wasn't making catches. And I feel like we're sitting like Justin can't make, he doesn't throw well. He's dropped some dimes on guys that drop balls. And I feel like that's something to, for me, it's like, no, nah, those are plays that you got to have guys make. It was something to T. Scott, he dropped the ball all season. Um, I, I don't disagree. Do you think that's a practice issue? Because I, I know outside looking in as fans, we're like, oh, he got to catch the ball. But as far as a QB in practice, like you're five days a week, five hours a day spending time with these guys. Three. I can see one week or two weeks dropping balls. But the whole season, you can make an argument. That's a Justin issue too. Like, are you going up? Putting it out there. I'm putting everything on the team. That's that's how high I have Caleb. I I, Caleb gonna come and like, hey, you can't catch. Hey, no, get out of here. Hey, wait a minute. This guy been watching the Sandlot. He gonna be like, hey, just go out there and put your hands up, and I'll do the rest. Come on, man. So, so Harry, you think Caleb is going to make the receivers better? They, they're going to practice better too. Is that what I'm hearing? DJ had a record. Season. I don't see why not. But I've consistently said I don't want Drake May. I don't want Jaden Daniels. I don't want none of the other, uh, none of the other uh, Michael Penix who ain't got no ACLs. If Caleb's gone, I am perfectly okay with keeping Justin. But if Caleb is there and we're not trading down. I don't want to see number one pick Bears take Marvin Harrison. Pick, so he's there. Like everybody's there. <laughs> I, I, I think the dream scenario is we draft Caleb. Justin still starts. If Justin all of a sudden starts off hot, he's throwing three touchdowns a game. He's killing like Caleb would have. We could still trade Caleb. But if Justin's struggling, he's looking mid. All right, bring in Caleb. See what he's got. Hey, right, I don't, shoot, I don't want you waffling on this. I, just what? Caleb. I don't want you waffling on this. Stand strong on Caleb. I want don't Caleb. Don't but waffle. if Caleb isn't there, I'm okay with saying I, I don't want Justin gone and we take anyone to replace Justin. I just want Caleb okay. over Justin. That, that's it. Okay. Now, the problem is, though, is you'll see on like all these sports shows, they're saying it just doesn't make sense to keep Justin because even if Caleb goes 10 for 28, even if he's bottom five pass stats, um, as a starter in most major pass categories for the next three years, even if he misses 11 total games, he does all that and he's equal to Justin. So he can only be better than Justin. And I'm like, that makes, that makes sense, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't like that. I don't like that. What kind of, what? <laughs> I'm confused at 10, man. First of all, Caleb's going 10 of 28 routinely. 
we're gonna see Tyson Bajan. <laughs> we're gonna be seeing. I mean, hell, hell, the QB now is ten and twenty-eight. So it's it. I think they're trying to relay. Bears are in the same spot if Caleb literally matches everything Justin's done. So so it makes sense to go Caleb because Caleb's a cheaper version. We only have one year of Justin at this cost. I, I cannot disagree with that point. That is the best point you made. If 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 nothing else, we are we don't we do not get better, and but we do we do save money. Well, let me ask you this: If 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 Caleb, you're so high on Caleb, so he comes in and we don't do well, is it his fault, or do we still now we still need to go back and build the trenches? Again? Here's the thing: I, I'm it's very literal. About building and the trenches, and we ain't built the trenches. It, it, it depends. If he's if he's throwing 148 yards a game, and every game end of stats is ending one TD, one interception. I'll put it on Caleb. But if we're, he's going Justin Herbert and he's throwing three touchdowns a game, 300 yards and losing, I'm going to kind of put it more on the team. But I'll still make – I'll still put some – no blame goes off whoever the QB is if we lose. But you take less blame when you're doing well. The problem I have with Justin is he'll do bad while losing and will still blame everyone else. It's not like he's throwing four touchdowns and we lost. Then it's like, damn, the team sucked. But it's like, damn, we threw we you threw 148 yards, no TDs, no interceptions, and we lost, and the def- and the opposing team only scored 17. Like we couldn't get to 20. What are we doing? All right, take a real quick break so we can get these ads in. We're gonna come up with the last question: the future. What do we do in three months when it's draft time? Oh, Blue Chew. This this is brought to you by our, our sponsors, Blue Chew, for hard dick and lot and lots of fun. Oh shit! Oh. What the fuck was that? You the fuck? Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I, was, I know I've heard the Blue Chew ad going around on Instagram. I wasn't gonna say nothing. You, you weren't supposed to talk during the break. The break was I, for I, everybody. I I'm trying. I'm trying to bring. I was gonna uh, hashtag Blue Chew. Oh bring God. him over here. <laughs> so coming into the draft season, we already talked about last season and what we think about the players, the the two prominent players as they are right now. We already know the situation. We got that. We're on the clock. One month. We've already hired our our offensive coordinator, whomever that may be. Let's just use our imaginations here. We got our offensive coordinator. Do you think the right move for B would be to go ahead and draft that quarterback? No. No. I'm not. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm What do you want to do with that number one pick? I want them to trade back just far enough to not miss out on MHJ. Try to get picks like oh, we man. did last year, because everybody wants this this Williams guy. But I feel like they're doing a good job of making this. I'm what I'm hoping is that they're playing this thing with Justin Fields to be like, hey, we're not sure we might take the quarterback, so that we can get some other picks. They did this year. last year. They right. did that last year, right? And that's that's what I'm hoping they do again. I want them to build the trenches. I mean, I want them to get MHJ and then focus on um, getting getting a center. Um, working on the line and getting some more pressure on the defensive side. I feel like our secondary is looking good. Um, and I'm not going to lie, what, Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant of, of the draft. Um, 
hey, if you want to get another quarterback, you don't got to be the first one. You want to get somebody else because you're unsure about the future. You don't got to take the first guy off the board. There's other quarterbacks who have come in other spots. Now, I know people are big on Caleb Williams, but that's that's not what I would do. I want MHJ. Let me give me some more weapons for fields and then try to stock up some more picks so we can build. The oh, stop, stop right there. So to that, even though this is a Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams conversation, I do want to I do want to further expound on that. Do you think the Bears should draft a quarterback at any point in this draft? Um, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'm not focusing on that, though. I don't feel like they have to or that they have a need to, but I feel mm. like they could if they want to. Because, I mean, look, my thing is I have confidence in Justin Fields. If the if the team and the organization does as well, I don't feel like they need to necessarily um, be worried about that. But, again, if you want to get somebody else in there and make it competitive, you get what I'm saying? Do it. But it doesn't have to be with the first overall pick, in my opinion. Okay. All right, so it's it's whatever. If they do if they do draft a quarterback second round, let's say Harry's boy JJ McCarthy falls if second him, it would not be an issue for you. Um, no, I'll probably try to push it a little further back, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. It just depends on what other picks okay. we have for that draft because I really want to focus on protecting Justin Fields, building the trenches, and doing those things Paul said he was going to do that ain't quite uh, worked out for us yet. So. We already know. We've been listening to Poe's press conference for two seasons now. We all know that he'd be lying. He'd just be talking lying. through his teeth. <laughs> Harry, his off. Man. same question. We already got our office of coordinator. We're a month away from the draft. What what, what are we doing? Oh, me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's easy. Taking uh, Justin for a bunch of reasons related to the history. You're trading of Justin. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Take Caleb. Take Caleb. Sorry. They um, okay. He supposedly touted as someone who would have been number one pick in the last 10 drafts. So, so they're not just saying he's the number one pick this draft. That. He'd be the number one pick the last draft, the draft before mm -hmm. that, the draft before that. Also, I don't think it's 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 uh, job security for polls to trade the number one pick two years in a row. And all mm -hmm. we do is either barely miss playoffs or barely make playoffs then it's like, hey, what did we do all that for when we could accomplish this with Caleb? And then um, I, I, I don't actually think – I think we take Caleb, uh, then we – rest of the next two picks we use on linemen. I'm not big on drafting a wide receiver in the draft because I think a lot of good um, free agent wide receivers are coming – are, are going to be available, especially since we're discussing a number two wide receiver. I don't understand the hype of taking Marvin Harrison Jr. right now to be the – number two wide receiver for the next two or three years. I think if you take a wide receiver that high, he needs to come in as your number one. I don't see Justin all of a sudden giving uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. the same attention as he's giving DJ Moore. But if DJ Moore is gone and no one told me, then it makes sense. But I'm assuming we're going to keep DJ. Uh, we're going to keep DJ Moore. So I don't see how Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to all of a sudden take that over. But but he could be better. Who knows? Um, right. We take line. We take we take Caleb Williams, number one. We take a bunch of linemen number two and shore up whatever else we need to fix up after. I don't know about the backup QB thing just because with mobile QBs or running QBs like Justin that can run very well because they're athletic, you predominantly see their backups are also mobile like um, the main counterparts like you'll see with uh, Mariota. I mean, sorry, Jalen Hurts and Mariota, whereas like J.J. McCarthy is a pocket passer. I don't think OCs 
want to have a mobile QB backed up with a pocket passer. I just don't think it makes sense for what they're doing because they're not going to change the playbooks for a pocket passer to back up a mobile QB. So I think if we're keeping Justin, we're probably keeping Badgett and crossing our fingers that Justin doesn't get hurt this year. I wouldn't mind an upgrade over Badgett, though. So I don't – even if they draft a the quarterback later, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah. Justin Fields is my man. We're going to see. We're going to see. But if we do trade down, two first-round linemen is nasty. Like, may- maybe that'll finally fix the line that we say every year. Yo, the line needs to get better next year. Maybe that'll – that's what we need, two first-round linemen picks. As much as people want a wide receiver in the first round, I personally just don't see the point with, again, good free agents coming in as far as wide receivers in the offseason – and um, yeah, just and I, and I think that's what Justin probably needs. He doesn't need more rookies starting. He needs more veteran presence anyway. So I, I actually warrant getting a free agent wide receiver to fill in as our number two wide receiver. Only thing about that is there were so many productive wide receivers drafted last year in the mid rounds. Um, that's true. I don't know if you want to – Mike Evans is probably going to cost you about $20, $25 million a year, whereas Puka Nakua and Tank Dell were third and fifth round picks, fifth and third round picks, and they're making less than a million. So um, I don't know. With the, with the receivers coming in from the modern college game, they're a lot more NFL-ready than we saw 20, even 15, 10 years ago. So um, I still think maybe drafting receivers is economically feasible. Even if in the mid rounds, uh, I've I've been on record saying this for a while that I would prefer the Bears fill fill some a lot of other hole balls that they got along the along the rest of the roster. But I also think the Bears should go ahead and draft a quarterback as well. They got to protect themselves on both ends. You never you're never going to get better if you don't fix those those holes to begin with. And they do have a big financial decision coming up anyway. So the best thing they can do is protect them. Like I said, protect themselves on both ends. The Packers drafted uh, Aaron Rodgers while Brett Favre was still playing at a high level. They drafted Jordan Love while Aaron Rodgers was still playing at a high level. The Chiefs drafted Pat Mahomes while Alex Smith was playing at a high level. I don't think you can go wrong uh, drafting quarterbacks. They have tremendous value and the quarterback position is the most important position. You got to get that right. So mm-hmm. if you got to expend draft capital on the quarterback, um, I'm all for it. If you think you can find an upgraded quarterback, I'm all for it every single time. And then, oh, also, sorry, one last thing to add that I was uh, – that's the point I was going to add. When you see stuff like um, C.J. Stroud and Texans, it definitely doesn't hurt um, – Justin, I mean, it doesn't help Justin Fields because let's say just one QB pans out and he, and he mirrors what CJ is doing. In my opinion, CJ Stroud right now is better than Justin Fields. If let's say it's not Caleb Williams, let's say it's Drake May, the person Chicago does not want at all costs. Let's say he all he starts killing on CJ Stroud, then bam, whatever you have Justin at, now he's down another peg. So even if Justin stays the same, 
he technically gets worse because now another new QB is coming in better than Justin is going to push Justin down a peg right now. I think it's safe to say, maybe you guys might not agree. If everyone's healthy, Justin's the f- fourth best QB in the NFC North behind uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, sadly, Jordan Love and uh, Jared Goff. Would you y'all agree to that? You can make that argument. Um, you could I mean, certainly, Goff, you could Love is second argument. in touchdown total. Uh, touchdown. I think, you could make that argument. I'm, I'm not the biggest Jared Goff backer believer. Right. Um, I think they run a good scheme in Detroit. They have a lot of talent around him. They insulate the quarterback well. Uh, he certainly has a lot better supporting cast than Justin Fields. So um, I don't know. I'm 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 pretty. Uh, I flip flop on the Justin Fields, Jared Goff. See, I mean, I, we, we saw them both for eight quarters when the Bears and Lions played. I thought Justin Fields was a better quarterback in both those games. So I mean, we saw Jared Goff throw a ton of ton of interceptions in that game. So. Um, I don't know. I think Kirk Cousins is a guy that's been underrated for years. He's a very good passer. Uh, he he only played eight passer. games and has more TDs, I think more yards and less interceptions than, than the fields. And and I, there, there's a top ten list that I think we can all you agree. sure you're okay with Justin Fields coming back? You said that if, if it wasn't <laughs> you were just fine with you for, for a guy just fine with Justin Fields, you certainly um, – Magnify his flaws and and that's absolutely. I don't, I don't know, Harry, because because I'm, like I'm a Chicago and we have to. But if he's going to get better, we have to make sure we're getting a better Justin Fields. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. He automatically. Okay, first of all, first, first of all, first, first of all, okay. Justin Fields is not the fourth best quarterback in the division. Vikings don't have a quarterback, so by default, their quarterback is the fourth best. So Kirk, That's, Kirk isn't coming back. I think he was saying Kirk. Well, we don't know. We don't know if Kirk. So he's a free agent, right. and it. I don't know. I think it's like he's headed for a rebuild. So, yeah. They I think he's saying, hypothetically speaking, that this past season, Kirk, assuming that Kirk Cousins is still the Vikings quarterback, is Justin yeah. Fields the fourth best quarterback in the North. Joe, I think the Lions would mind. I don't think the Lions would mind trading quarterback situations with the Bears. I think Ben Johnson, he's spoken on Justin Fields before. Uh, I think the Lions would get a lot out of Justin Fields, and that would be a great dynamic to add to their offense. Yeah, just like Montgomery went over there. Hmm. I don't know, man. Don't know. We'll see. Go, go Justin. Yeah, that's that's right. We will. Hey, if Caleb oh, isn't there. Go, Justin. And he got his fingers yeah, crossed. He, the table. Yeah, he, he's been he's been saying go, Justin, for some time now. You know, why 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 they're playing his team, Michigan, um, uh, fellas. This is a great show. Uh, I want to thank you all. You all provide a good insight. You all made both. Of you all made great points. I agreed with Harry with, uh, on some of those some of the points he made in his rant. Uh, I'm, I'm nephew, you was, you was great as well. Say it again. Y'all was, y'all was on fire. I'm sorry. I don't know if I want Caleb. I, I'll take both Caleb and Justin. They were very convincing with their Caleb and Justin arguments. I want them both. Hey, you know what? Can we drop them both in one start the first half and the other start the second half? Can we do this great, like college teams do with some of them? Yep. Let them arm wrestle. Let them arm wrestle. <laughs> Bacon's dad. See who gets it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, hey Justin, arm Justin, Justin go in there. I'm not going Caleb, back, man. Caleb don't look like he arm wrestle. He don't yeah. look like he lifts it all. You're right. Ju- you're Justin right. probably wins that. I just wish you said Caleb's a strong guy. I mean, don't don't let the him being in a dress and painting his nails <laughs> persuade you that the, the kid is strong. <laughs> he you gotta, have, you gotta be strong in this. You gotta be strong in your rotator you, cuff to be a arm wrestle and throw the football. That, that's true. If you're gonna wear a dress, you gotta be a strong man and to stand to be able to put a dress on and play football. Oh, no. he, he come to this Chicago Coles. Ain't range, ain't right? no dress. Not in this. Not in this. Not with these wins. Ain't no dress in these wins. Dennis Robin wore a dress here. Yeah, they were playing indoors. They were, they were playing indoors though. Wait, that wasn't in San Antonio. No, he he wore a dress here too. Yeah. Two. Dennis didn't leave. Done it multiple times. San Antonio. Yeah, he, he wore the dress here. You know what? That's a good okay. point. Last, last naysayer that wore a dress <laughs> was a Hall of Famer. Fellas, from from the. The not named yet show for the White Sox, Harry. Can't wait to can't wait to see this show on a frustrated Chicago sports I, I fan. Can't, Thank I, you. I can't wait, either, man. I'm a, I'm the, the math was mathing, Harry, with the math equations. We we're gonna call you the professor. <laughs> <laughs> the professor. White Sox. Man. You know what? Uh, Louis Robert hired Scott Boris as his agent. We we're not gonna well, keep that- him. Oh, that's exactly right. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> no, nothing makes sense with my socks. Whatever. Man, for real. Nephew from the We're Talking Bears show. Man, we appreciate you. Um, appreciate you coming on to the coming on coming on to the show and uh, sticking up for Justin. We need more people to stick up for Justin. Yeah. Hey, anytime, man. I'm, I'm you know what? Justin. I'm a Bears fan to the core, man. It's hard to be a Bears fan. I try to remind Chicago people. We're we're a lucky place, man. There's some places you can go and they don't have teams or their teams don't ever win anything. I've witnessed every team we have in this entire city win except the Bears. So everybody mm. needs to band together. It's coming. Get us this that it's coming, Super Bowl. It's That's coming our way. So as long you know, as long as we keep moving in the right direction, I'm cool. I hope they make the right decision, be it Fields or be it Caleb Williams. Um, I think Fields is on is on the is it has the ability to do well here. So that's just where my stance is. But I hope the Bears as an organization figure it out and then we can complete this cipher for my lifetime seeing all these Chicago teams win. Please. You know, every, every year Q makes a point that, that he reminds me because he, he says it every year. The NFL is the easiest league to turn around overnight in the very next year. It is. He always yeah, says that once a year when he's arguing online and typing angry. And I'm like, ah, Q's right. Q is right. So, so that's why yeah. I, I'm okay with Fields. Because we do have a chance to turn around very next year. It, yeah. I think we've been spoiled with the Patriots being consistent, but that's an outlier. Most teams in NFL aren't consistent. They literally just fall the next year, and I don't I don't know what's going on right now. Right. If there's one thing we learned from this hour is that it is not no easy answer in this debate. We're going to have I, I a lot we're all more. all in agreement. Yeah. Fields of Caleb, though. I think we're all in agreement to that. I don't want to see no big, big paint, Penix energy or <laughs> Jaden Daniels. Every time he takes the field, he's going to bring that big Penix energy. He's going to bring that big Penix energy. He's going to bring that big Penix energy. Only a cheesehead Packer would dance for penis. I just want to add that. You know, yeah. Showing his true colors. <laughs> Look at those Packers <laughs> celebrating playoffs in penis this weekend. 
That's what they're doing. <laughs> we all agree with this, though, right? It's it's always Green Bay down, Bear down. Facts. All the time. 